are listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. The time has come for America to hear the truth. We are going to stand with them, and not only are we going to fight for their rights, but we're going to stand up for our rights here in our state, in our homes, and in our community. rights in the United States of America is not going to be decided in the courts. It's not going to be decided in Congress. It's not going to be decided on talk radio, and it sure is not going to be decided on Fox News. Solidarity is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, here with my co-host and fellow agitator, David Story. It is Saturday, January 2nd, 2021, and we're broadcasting live online and on the radio on WVNN in the Huntsville, Decatur, Athens listening area from Athens, Alabama. A recording of this program will play tomorrow, Sunday, January 20th, or January 3rd, 2021, on the great WGOL in Russellville, Alabama. Uh, today, we'll be talking about transitioning from being represented in the Senate by Doug Jones to Tommy Tuberville and the Senate races in Georgia that are going to be resolved one way or another next week. We'll be talking about the Amazon Union election happening in our backyard. And today we're coming to you without a guest. So if you want to talk to us, you have a question, you want to add to the discussion, the phone number is 1-866-494-9866. Again, that phone number is 1-866-494-WVNN. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We appreciate your time. If you want to see what we're up to throughout the week, get our snide quips about the news of the day, then you should follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Valley Labor Report. We're on Twitter at Labor Reporters. I'm on Twitter at Jacob M underscore A-L. David is on Twitter at Radical Unionist. That's spelled R-A-D-I-C-L Unionist. If you missed part of the show and want to go back and watch it later, you can search YouTube for The Valley Labor Report and subscribe to our channel. You can go back and watch the full show there, and we also clip segments to release throughout the week. So if you don't want to watch the whole show, but maybe one of the clips that one of the conversations that we had seemed interesting to you, you'll be able to see just that conversation that way. We also upload the program on more than 11 different podcasting apps. So, to see if we are on your listening platform of choice, go to thevalleylaborreport.transistor.fm slash subscribe, and we have a website, thevalleylaborreport.org. You can check out our work there. And finally... If you appreciate our work and want to help us stay on the air, consider throwing us a couple dollars a month on patreon.com slash the Valley Labor Report. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is no longer 2020, the worst year that I've had to go through uh, for a myriad of reasons. In your short history. In my short history. 
is now over. It is, and it's not it going to get any better. Is, <laughs> well, you know, let's let's be real about it. Well, do you think 2021 is going to get any better? I'm hoping. You think? I'm hoping. I've got my fingers crossed. That's something that I want to talk about. I, today. Well, no, I mean, look. I mean, let's look, be realistic. I mean, no, no. Here's what. Look, David. I mean. Joe Biden's in the president's. Okay, I'm going back to brunch. I don't know about you, but I, that's what I've been told we should all do is we should all just go back to brunch and let Joe, the great white let, savior, <laughs> the right. great let white just, savior, just let our betters in the Democratic Party elite just handle everything because we don't need to. We you know we we don't we don't need to uh, concern ourselves with. Yeah with our lives we can just go back to brunch we probably should be careful otherwise somebody might think that we're a republican <laughs> radio show well you know what now since since i got on it have you uh, i sent this to you the other day janet yellen uh is joe biden's we weren't even planning to talk about it. we went through the the list of things that we were going to talk about this wasn't even on the thing but but since, well, since i think that makes it for a great show there you go unplanned there you go. discussion so you know um Janet Yellen is currently Joe, Joe Biden's. Um, uh, she is the the nominee for uh, Treasury Secretary. She was formerly uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board yes. of Governors, right? I think that's what it's called. Um, and at, when when her nomination was announced, I was like. Uh, well, I didn't hear anything like bad about her. I didn't. I didn't really hear any. No, nobody um, really came out and attacked her. Yeah, yeah. Like they have some of the previous. right. So, I mean, some of the some of them have just been really, really bad. But but you know, as far as I could tell, Yellen had like a decent record. She wasn't. You know, she she wasn't like a um, bombastic, like flame throwing, uh, you know, champion of the people or whatever. Right? right. But there wasn't anything in her record that I saw that made me go like, wow, this is a terrible person like some of the others like um until you started doing some research. Well, well, this is the only thing that I've seen actually and it just came up and so maybe you've got some other stuff. But uh so, some of in in her income file like some of the filings that have been made public for her nomination, she has received 7.4 million dollars in speaking fees in the year 2019 and 2020 for speaking to banks and big tech companies. Yeah. Goldman Sachs. Goldman the whole, the, the whole gamut. Yeah. And and I saw uh, just a lot of like blue MAGA people, just like people who are who are totally divorced from reality, but they just wear a blue hat instead of a red hat, going on about how ooh yes queen, you get your paycheck and you know you 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 know you earn a living and that's what and you know people cr criticizing you that sexism and you know you should be able to make money and it's like what banks don't like Goldman Sachs is not going to pay Janet Yellen millions of dollars to speak at their events just because she's interesting for no reason. That that doesn't happen. People don't do that. That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, well, what they do is they buy politicians. Yeah. And so they the question then is and I don't have the answer to this and I don't I haven't seen the answer to this, but the question is why were they paying her millions of dollars just to speak in front of them? Just because, look, I mean, I don't know how many of y'all have heard Janet Yellen speak. I mean, she's just, she's not like this amazing orator. She's, you know, she's like 
It looks just like uh, like a sweet old lady kind of thing, and like she's just not that interesting. Yeah. So there had to have been something else. You know, I mean, and it's like, you know, like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, you know, going out and getting millions of dollars for these speeches. Like, that's not, they're not doing that just because they think that, you know, Hillary Clinton is a feminist icon, right? There, there, <laughs> there are reasons for it. And I mean, it's an investment. And they're hoping that they can make good on the investment. And, you they're know, they're hedging their bets. They're yeah, hedging their bets. Yeah. So, you know, like, we got to be like weary of stuff like this. It's not okay. It's not okay to be governed by people that are being bought and paid for by the architects of the 2008 financial crisis. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm 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 hesitant to go down this path because of the reactionaries out there. Uh, and this whole QAnon deep state, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff that that's out there on the internet, and uh, a lot of the stuff that's talked by talked about on a lot of the major right wing talk radio stations is pure propaganda. But there is some truth. I mean, like yeah. with everything that's said, there is always some truth to that. And there is a lot of truth to this deep state that that they talk about. Uh, but th the problem is, is their narrative is Trump is fighting the deep state, which mm -hmm. we both know is absolute insanity. Right. It's asinine uh, talk. He is part of the deep state. He's part of the same grifters that's always grift off to the government. He's he 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 as much said so during the presidential debates in yeah. sixteen. <laughs> I bought y'all. Yeah, uh, and, right. and and nothing's changed. Yeah, but this whole idea from from Democrats or from liberals, mainly neoliberals, is the fact that uh, they think that getting somebody with a d next to their name mm -hmm. is going to help the working class at all and the fact is these are elite these mm -hmm. are elitists they've always been elitists they're grifters they figure out a way to 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 funnel money to corporate donors and and you know a perfect example is is this latest uh defense bill that got passed i mean mm -hmm. that is one of the things that 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 you know i know trump was trying to uh throw a throw a, a a wrench into the cog here but it it what he was saying had some had some good perspectives to it we shouldn't be giving money to 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 corporate entities and we shouldn't be giving money to uh, other countries i mean there there in some cases there's there's some benefit to that but it's it's very rare uh so yeah that uh, this whole idea that 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 Joe Biden's going to come in and save us is uh, it's insanity. It's insanity. But it's also on the other side, it's just as insane to think that Trump or Mitch McConnell or, or, or Tommy Tuberville is going to come in and save us. Look, folks, this, this is the same thing we've been preaching from day one is these politicians, I don't care who they are, are are in the pocket of big business interests they're the, the only way we're ever going to survive is to come together as mm -hmm. as a working class 
as an entire working class and start pushing back on a lot of this stuff. There's, there's no, as many times as the administration has changed, and I've said it a hundred times, as many times as the administration has changed over mm-hmm. my lifetime, nothing really has ever changed for me. Right. Uh, you know, they talk about the tax credits. Oh, the Trump gave us tax credits. Even you got some tax credits. Mm-hmm. Well, 2021's coming. The tax credits sunset in 2021 for us. Mm. For us, not for the billionaires. They made right. sure that those stayed in place until somebody repeals them. But for us, they go away next year, this year. Right. And, you know, one of the things, like I think it was Jim Acosta said that he is not going to have as, uh, you know, his attitude is going to change with the new administration. He's going to be less confrontational. And, uh, you know, I don't, I think that uh, you can expect that that will not be the case from us. And I think that's important. I think that we've got to hold people in both parties to account when they try to screw us over. Folks, you're listening to the Valley Labor Report. We're going to bring Dan from Madison on the line after the break. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. A long-haired preacher's come out every night. I try to tell you what's wrong and what's right. All right, folks, this is the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison, here with my co-host and fellow agitator, David Story. We've got on the line Dan from Madison. Dan, how do? Well, Jacob, David, good morning. Good morning. Uh, morning. Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, A couple things. First off, I will say that I am a part of a union. You know that. And, you know, I have great benefits, and a lot of that is because the union fought for my benefits years ago, even before I started working here. What so union are you a part of? If you don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want 462. to. 462. 462. 462. Okay, good. It's good to hear from you, brother. Well, I appreciate it, man. But, you know, uh, I'm going to touch on some things here. First off, uh, there's a lot of elites in Washington, D.C. Uh, they go in there with all this hope and change and they get in there and then all they open up their, their back pocket and get money from special interests. And I tell you that, you know, you don't have to worry about Russia. You do, but not as much as you have to worry about China. A lot of these, these, uh, elites, I think they're getting a little kickback from China. And, uh, I, I want to get your opinion on that, but also, you know, one thing I wanted to say that you can give me an opinion on that, but the other thing I want you to give me an opinion on, is the last four, you want to say last three and a half years. You know, guys, my 401k has never done that well. So there has to be some credit given to the administration for implementing some things. And you must admit, fellas, your 401k probably has, unless you didn't put it in proper uh, places, I made a whole bunch of interest. And I'm in the middle of a lot of money. So explain that, but also explain that. Yeah, elites with China, and I'll hang up. Okay, thanks for thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Dan. I mean, to touch on the four hundred one k, you're absolutely right. The four hundred one k has been booming. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to give Trump credit for the four hundred one k. The fact of the matter is, it's been on the same trajectory uh, for the eight years under uh, Obama as well. 
and, if, and, 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 and you don't have to take my word for it. You can go in and look at the uh, NASDAQ and the S&P numbers and see that the trajectory has been almost identical for the eight years previous to the four years under Trump. So Trump has continued to grow the economy uh, just like Obama did, which, you know, it's mm-hmm. near impossible not to do coming out of the uh, George H.W. George Bush uh, administration. And it wasn't entirely his fault, you know, the uh, the housing bubble and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, it, you know. It's, it's capitalism eating itself is what what happened under the under the house, housing bubble, but you know my argument to uh, my four hundred one k's booming and mine has too. I I, I put eight percent of my I think eight percent maybe ten percent of my check into four hundred one k, but the fact is most people can't afford to put money into their four hundred one k. My uh, the the large majority of working class people out there don't have any uh unless they're in a union and which you stated you are so you probably Mm -hmm. had some good matching benefits for your 401k as i do uh most people just simply can't they're 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 it it goes back to the same same talking points we've always made is it's the same talking points that uh bernie sanders has made most of your most of your working class people don't have five hundred dollars in the savings account if they don't have five hundred dollars in a savings account Mm -hmm. chances are good they don't have a penny in 401k so yes the economy's been booming uh goldman sachs Citibank, all of these great great capitalist ventures have been doing wonderfully and the wages the real wages adjusted for inflation for the average worker since 1979 has not changed one red cent the the top one percent has grown 138 percent 138 percent since 1979 and we have decreased and I, I, you know, and and on the four hundred one k thing, I think it's important to point out how just even though you know uh, our retirements are directly implicated um, by the performance of the stock market um, for for a lot of us that that are able to have retirement, you know, that's that's a luxury that not a whole lot of people have. But for the for those of us that that uh, are planning on retiring one day, you know, our ability to do that is directly implicated in the stock market, but. Working people own so little of yeah. what is in the stock market that uh, you know the the gains that you know David and the, that yourself Dan have seen since uh, you know since 20, 2016 and since two thousand and eight you know like he said the trajectory the traje- trajectory has been roughly the same if you look at you know you look at the S and P you look at the Nasdaq from two th- from the from the bottom of the recession to twenty twenty and you you know and and if I just showed you that graph and didn't tell you the years you you know you couldn't tell me when Trump was elected like it just no, looks it looks same, that similar it looks the same it looks that similar you couldn't tell me when trump was elected and that that really um, speaks to what we were talking about before the break is right, the fact that <laughs> right. yeah that we've got no matter hold. whether you've got a democrat or a republican in office mm-hmm. uh, the elite are winning and we mm-hmm. are losing i mean yeah. i would much, it, I, I don't base my economic uh my economic outcome on whether the NASDAQ or whether the S&P or whether the economy is booming, I base my economic, uh, my economic stability on my savings account, my checking account, 
and and, mm-hmm. and what I'm able to to purchase. And the fact is, it, it, it's not changing. Right. It's not changing for the vast majority of Americans, mm-hmm. no matter how great the economy is. Right. And, and you know, when you think about how much that, that um, you know, working people have gotten from the stock market in our retirement accounts, um, you know, just imagine thousands and thousands of times more than that is how much the wealthy are making off yeah, well, of I mean, off of the backs Elon of our Musk. labor. Elon, uh, Elon Musk, Musk just Jeff Bezos. This year. Jeff Bezos has made twenty eight hundred dollars per second. second. Per second. Per second in 2020. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that later in the program. But, you know, so, so, uh, you know, uh, the, the fundamental, like, disparity and inequality there that exists not because of their work, but because of our work and they're profiting off of it. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned that thing about, uh, you mentioned about China. And I think that obviously China is a bigger player in the global, uh, uh on the global stage than Russia is. Um, and, Economically. economically for sure um and uh you know but that's uh that's, that's a capitalism, capitalism. <laughs> that's, that's capitalism that's a capitalism all folks. these capitalists uh, are shipping yeah. the, are shipping the, the yeah, jobs I mean, look overseas at the, yeah i mean look at the nba uh the you know the nba talking about um when they when a couple of their players stepped out of line and said that uh they agree with the protest or, or that they support the right of protesters to protest in hong kong the nba stepped in and said whoa 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 we've got a big market in china you you gotta you gotta hold off on that you gotta hold off on that um and you know so those uh uh so what what do we do to combat their influence over our politics and over our economy i'm not totally sure but i do know that we should have like fair trade deals where workers are compensated fairly in China and in America. That's something that I am very passionate about. But uh, we'll talk some more on the other side. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host David Story. Uh, so you know we were talking about um, talking about the 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 four hundred one ks and and stuff and how how those have been uh, you know those directly <laughs> implicate obviously our retirement and you know David well, you some were ta- people's atti- some people's yeah, right, retirement. right right and you know you you made a good point about how um, you know four hundred one ks that's not actually where people's retirement used to come from used to people had things called pensions and uh you know in the reagan era they started pushing 401ks so that uh to to more deeply tie working people to the stock market to you know the uh, that way they that way we think oh you know when the elites do better than we do better. And really, it's just you know pushing off some crumbs off of the table. That way, we don't get too rowdy. And that's not to say that we're not doing better in right. the 401k. But what that is to say is that for the people that are in 401ks, yeah, mm-hmm. we made a few, mo- few dollars this past year. I'm, I made a pretty good bit this past year. But right. 99% of the people out there don't have 401ks if they do they're severely underfunded you know you may somebody may have ten thousand fifteen thousand in a 401k that's been put in there by their employer and they're simply not making 
And even compare that's that. That's not going to be a retirement. Right. And even compare that, you know, you had a good year, you had a good two years, you had a good four, five, six years. Yeah. Compare that to if you had had a pension. If you had had yeah. a pension, what would your what would your payout be versus having a four hundred one k? And it's you've not got tied a, to the stock market, right? And you've got to factor in the fact that a pension wouldn't be tied to the stock market. A pension is a defined benefit plan, and you don't lose it. There's always the possibility that your entire set your entire retirement just goes out the window because the stock market crashes. Yeah, you know? and that's the thing. I mean, that's is, that, yeah. That, I've seen it throughout my whole life, and mm-hmm. and 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 it, and it sounds like a conspiracy theory, and maybe it is. I don't know, but it seems awful funny to me that we can uh, that we continue. The stock market grows for ten to fifteen years, and then there's a tremendous crash, and everybody loses a fourth to a half of their investment in the stock market. And and unless you're extremely wealthy, you have no ability to Mm -hmm. go back in and buy when those are cheap. So the people like Warren Buffett, the people like Elon Musk, the people like Jeff Bezos, they're able to go in and start and really hit the stock market hard when it's in a downturn and they make millions upon millions of dollars my dad had a pension and and had a 401k right before he retired in in 2001 when the when the the world trade center crashes happened it completely decimated his 401k just months before he was about to retire it's it the stock market is not the place mm-hmm. for the working person to be, to to be completely dependent upon their retirement it's just it's it's not it's a terrible place and they say well so long as you don't take your money out it'll grow back yeah it'll grow back in 10 to 15 years a lot of these people when right. they retire don't have 10 to 15 mm-hmm. years you, you constantly hear about people uh retiring and they may live another five years if they're lucky right it's this the game that they play in the United States. We we you know we we work more than any other uh, westernized country in the world yeah. to the point that we work close to death, and that way they don't have to pay the Social Security that we've paid into for our entire lives. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a scam, right? And the, and the four hundred one k is a scam. They tied it to the stock market, so we would do anything possible. To keep that, to keep mm-hmm. the S and P and the Nasdaq yep. to see line go up, to see line go up, and that's you know, yep. it, it 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 is really sad, and and you know you you think about like you know when you're looking long term, and long term for me is you know knock on wood, the Lord willing, long term for me is 60, 70 years, you know, in all likelihood. Um, my payout is going to be fine, uh, you know, probably. But let's say I get 60 years down the road and then I don't have long term anymore. And what if a market crash happens yeah. 60 years from now? Exactly. And so I lose everything. It doesn't help me. Or you me. lose half. Yeah, or you Even lose half. You lose it half. doesn't. It doesn't help me that for 59 years and six months, the line went up. Yeah. If at the 60th year, there's a big crash and I lose everything doesn't mean jack squat that for 59 years the line went up doesn't mean anything for people that retired in 2008 didn't mean anything that the line went up for 30 years for 40 years and and to touch on his other point because we beat I mean I think that we beat that to death 
You know, this, as far as the politicians being in the pocket of China, I don't, you know, this has been a major talking point for the last year, year and a half in the Trump administration is uh, China, China, China. And it's very intriguing that Mr. Trump produced most of his products in china mm. all of his ties all of his merchandise that he sells mm. on his website is produced in china and you know they've tried to tie biden to this china thing and and i'll be the first one to say i i can't stand biden he wasn't my choice he wasn't my second mm-hmm. choice he wasn't even my third <laughs> wasn't my choice third, wasn't my fourth wasn't my uh, fifth but <laughs> but you know this whole all of a sudden now we're worried about china where the last 20 years whenever corporations was offshore and mm. jaws to china nobody was worried about china then you know and 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 i got into a little bit of an argument on twitter just as noah's on facebook just this past week with a guy that said you know it it's the, it's the problem of the the manufacturers and and the there, somebody posted something about a big recall on these sealant vans that are made in china Hmm. from home i won't even say the location but they were being sold at uh at one of the big box stores and and he said it's the problem of the box store they should have known what they were buying they should and i'm like no it's not the problem of the box store it's the problem Mm -hmm. of the american people we continue to buy we continue to eat our own in as much that we refuse to support labor that is that that is producing things in the u.s we're constantly in and and a lot of it's because we we're not getting paid what we should be getting paid so we Mm -hmm. have to settle for the absolute cheapest thing that we can find yeah well and and we talk and uh you know, and you're right. A lot of it has to do with the fact that you know a lot of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and they don't have money to spend on. You know, if if you pay somebody what they're worth, the product that they make is going to cost a little bit more, right? We know that. Um, and and so when you've got the choice in front of you to pay for something that was made. Uh, uh, with essentially slave labor or something that was made with a a good decent union wage you know it's hard to pick the thing that is going to cost a little bit more but it's not even it's not even that simple like if you had the choices right there in front of you you're you know on the shelf you've got something that you know oh this has a union label on it oh this one doesn't almost nothing has a union label on it and almost none of the big box stores will will display that to show you oh what's made with good ethical labor what's not made with good ethical labor they obscure that and they hide the thing that is made by american labor union made labor uh, behind a bunch of different things and so you've got to go and look for it so you you not only got the added cost you've got the added cost of your time to find the thing and uh you know we could just make it illegal to sell things that are made with slave labor, and 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 then everything, you know, and then we we wouldn't have this conversation anymore. Or we could just uh, make trade deals that are good for working people in America and across and and across the world. But instead, we've had politicians in both parties that have made trade deals that have enriched in executives that have uh, created a race to the bottom in labor globally uh, that have hurt and under uh, uh, you know. Um, un- under- undermined. undermined American union labor, not even just union labor, but American, American labor, labor in general. Uh, for you know, so that so that Nestle could sell uh, could sell things that that's packaged by uh, child slaves. You know, yeah. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. And, and, and we why didn't, eat our own. Yeah, and, and, and if Trump was, own. you know, and it, 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 let's say that let's say that Trump had an epiphany in 2015, and he really he was like, oh man, you know, I've got to like like this. I've been doing wrong my whole life. I have been screwing over American workers by having all of my products made overseas. I am so sorry. I repent of my evil evil businessman ways, and I'm going to help the American people. Why didn't he do it? Manufacturing, he didn't make any manu- any more manufacturing jobs in his tenure than Obama did. He didn't uh, he didn't fundamentally change any of the trade laws uh, that were created under Reagan or Carter or Clinton or Obama or Bush. I mean, why well, didn't why didn't he fundamentally trade uh, change our relationship with China so that uh, our companies don't have the option of using slave labor over there? Yeah. To, uh, in, uh, just to clarify, because I don't want anybody to ever say that we, we sit here and ball face lied on the air. Just to clarify, he did go in and renegotiate NAFTA 2.0. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was not that beneficial. Uh, but there were some high points in NAFTA 2.0 that were, that were more beneficial than what the original NAFTA was. So right. it, it did tie some of the wages to, uh, in Mexico to in Central America to the to bringing in products. So mm-hmm. the wages they had there was a, a minimum wage that had to be met. Uh, but then of course as soon as NAFTA two point was signed, Boeing offshored another uh, I want to say it was thirty thousand jobs out of Kansas into Mexico for uh Air, airline interior for the seats for the headrests and things like mm-hmm. that so you know once again the, right. even though it was made a little bit more beneficial it also they opened up the door for some for some airline parts to mm-hmm. be shipped overseas and that's what that's what both parties do and NAFTA yeah, I mean, was it, created under clinton uh had it not been for a large portion of the labor movement pushing back during the Obama administration, right towards the end of the Obama administration, he was pushing for TPP, mm-hmm. which which would have been devastating to our economy, to the fisheries, to uh, to the farmers, uh, it, to to try to bring in more cheap products out of Asia. Right, folks. This is the Valley Labor Report. We will be right back. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. Welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host David Story. Uh, so David had uh, uh, David. Well, you know everybody has been seeing the uh, rollout of the vaccine Vaccines. be Vaccines. slower than we were hoping, and so David did a little bit of did a little bit of digging. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is for for the past week two weeks you know i've said numerous times that unfortunately i listened to this station through the week since we've been on here (laughs) 
to my detriment because I normally it sends my blood pressure. I don't check my blood pressure, but it sends my blood pressure through the roof. Presumably. Presumably. I feel it in my head anyways. <laughs> the ignorance that's spewed every week. And and so I, I started doing some checking and I done some number crunching and you being the math genius here. That's right. The bachelors in mathematics from UAH I mean That's right. Probably one of the smartest people I know as okay, far as math goes. Okay, no. You can double okay. check my numbers over there, but we the the so the Alabama, the Department of Health in Alabama released a new website this past week to show mm. the rollout of the vaccine. I mean it's really it's really data driven. I was impressed. Mm. Whoever whoever done the the uh programming behind that was was excellent. But it gives you the ability to go in and look at how many vaccines we've got in stock, how, how many vaccines have been administered, the amount of COVID patients. I mean, that, then it's really, really good. So I started doing some numbers. Uh, and if you want to see this website, just Google uh, Alabama COVID-19 dashboard. It's, it's listed under under that. Uh as of 12, December 28th, three days after Christmas, just what, four days ago, five days ago, mm-hmm. Alabama was had 128,175 doses of the vaccine. So a pretty, I mean, we, we've got a population of 4.9 million. We've got one twentieth of what we need right now, but I mean, mm-hmm. that's going to keep, keep coming in. So thankfully for that. Hopefully, we'll keep getting those doses. Uh, and the last time this website was updated was 1228. I think what they're going to do is try to do it weekly, a mm-hmm. weekly okay. uh, dump of data into the website. So every everything that I'm basing my numbers on is off of that website, which was five days ago. Uh, we started receiving those vaccines or the vaccine on 1214. So we, we had two weeks of data from the time that we received the vaccine until 1228 when the when the website was updated i think about the same time that it went live and out of the 128,175 doses of vaccine we have 20,000 that is 20,354 to be exact that has been administered in in the 14 days since we received the the vaccine uh at 20,000, you know, I looked at that number and thought that, I mean, we're doing pretty good. 20,000 in two weeks, it, 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 may, it, it, it gave me some hope, which I think all of us are, are wanting to have out there right now is uh, some hope that we'll get this vaccine out. People will start getting it. We'll start seeing the curve reduced. We'll start developing the herd immunity everybody's been talking about. And hopefully, you know, they've said by spring, maybe summertime, we'll start being being able to go back to life as somewhat normal. I, I mean, there, I've heard I've heard people still talking about we're going to be wearing masks for the rest of the year. I don't know, you know. I guess it's just going to depend on how quick this vaccine's rolled out. But to, to touch on the points, we've got one hundred twenty eight thousand one hundred seventy five doses. We've administered 20,000 in 14 days since December the 14th. And, and, those fact, and, and those 14 days, we so if you break it down and go by day, we vaccinated 1,453 people per day. 
a thousand people per day in a state of 4.9 million. And, you know, and everyone on, on these, on these radio waves and everyone, I mean, basically, uh, all, all the right wing talk shows are talking about how great things are going and a thousand and forty thousand four hundred fifty three people a day is great. Furthermore, if you break that thousand four hundred and fifty three people per day vaccinated down in the state by county. So we got sixty seven counties in the state of Alabama. When you figure that out, that's twenty one people per day per county that's been vaccinated i I mean folks i i I don't know what world everybody else lives in but if we're vaccinating in 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 the previous two weeks 21 people per day per county uh, that's not we're not doing great not considering that we've had months months to prepare for this vaccine rollout and the one thing that Trump done that, that, that I applaud him for was this Operation Warp Speed. It was, it was truly phenomenal, phenomenal to see the amount of taxpayer money go into corporate pharmaceuticals funded by us to produce this vaccine as quickly as it has been. And everybody that talks about the, the health care you know, Medicare for all or anything else. I'm worried about the government going to control your health care. I mean, they've, they, they've tried to say, oh, this was a great uh, joint venture between government and private industry. And, I mean, you're basically we're doing this. The, 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 the proposal is to do the same thing under Medicare for all. The taxpayers fund your health care. We, I mean, it's, it's, it's exact same thing that Bernie's been calling for for years. Trump done it. It's the greatest thing since it, since sliced bread. And, and it's tried to, and they try to put it under the, under the guise of of capitalism has saved us. But the fact of the matter is capitalism had no interest in creating this vaccine until they got plenty of money from us. Right. But to, to, to to go back and touch because you didn't you didn't hear what I was saying. We've got I'm sure it was great. I'm sh- no, well, I don't know about that. We we've got 128,000 doses of vaccine. We've administered 20,000 in the 14 mm-hmm. days since 1214. 1,453 people per day in the state of Alabama have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. 1,400, and that's that's this is the this is the Operation Warp Speed we're talking about. Right. Broken down by county. That's 21 people per day in each county that's been vaccinated since in the past two weeks that we've got the vaccine. 21 yeah, I mean, people have, per day. Have they? Um, I mean, well, we've got to ramp it. Do that? I mean, do they have plans? Well, to- they, that's what that's the whole thing that everybody keeps saying. Well, I, we feel like this is going to speed up some more. We feel like this is going to increase. Right. I, I mean, what at this the- rate, we're looking at three thousand three hundred and seventy-two days, nine point two years before everyone in the state of Alabama is vaccinated at this rate. Uh, I mean, 21 people per day, per county. And I don't know what's going on. When we've got an eighth of a million doses sitting in mm -hmm. freezers, we've had nine months to prepare. How are we going to do this per county? They've shuffled all of this off to Walgreens, to CVS, to... Mm -hmm. 
to uh, to the uh, to to the hospitals. How are we not getting more people vaccinated? Twenty one people per day per county. How it's is crazy. it not happening? And I honestly think this is. I truly believe, and maybe it's conspiratorial, but I truly believe this is private industry trying to figure out how they can get some more money out of our tax dollars to implement this. They're they're mm-hmm. trying to force the government to give them more money right. to start vaccinating people, and this is capitalism at its finest. Well, you know, you you mentioned that um, you know a lot of these uh, uh, a lot of these corporations are getting getting money from uh, you know from the government. They're getting some kind of subsidies, or they're getting grants and things like that. And that's the way that virtually every you know real innovation in the healthcare industry happens is you get public funding it doesn't you know you know one one of the reasons that 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 people will say oh we don't want medicare for all we don't want government run healthcare here is because uh, supposedly we have the state of the art uh, stuff because we've got private enterprise and we've got the means to do research and, and development and stuff like that. That money comes from the government. That, no, 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 no. Not, the money don't come from the I mean, government. Yeah, the money, money comes, comes from out us. of our yeah, pockets. Yeah. So we I we mean, fund private industry and private industry keeps right. the profits. And, and you I know, mean, there's been there, there's been really good hearings that uh, that that some of the new Congress folks have done. Uh, like AOC did did a really good hearing where where she uh, inter or, or she was talking to this pharmaceutical executive You're and, and loud up the phones. Now. Yeah, well, she <laughs> was talking to it. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, like it doesn't. It, it's just like she laid out really well something that goes on, and she you know she had the pharmaceutical executive repeat how much money they got from the government, and then they made the the them repeat how much money they're selling this for and how much money is going into their pockets and why why are we the people not being reimbursed properly for our investment in this in these products and it, you know it happens it, it's going to be happening with the vaccine and it, it happens with all, all the other medical innovations that happen in the country uh, you 21 know. people per day yeah per county we got it gotta gotta turn those numbers around so folks uh this is the valley labor report we will be right back if you want to give us a call 1-866-494-9866 is the number you're listening to the valley labor report with david story and jacob morris Folks, welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host, David Story. So, uh, everybody knows, I reckon, that listens to us, um, I reckon everybody knows that uh, we have possibly the, I mean... You know, it's early in 2021, but this could very well be the the largest labor story of the year, which is that um, the fulfillment center in Bessemer, Alabama, uh, filed for a union election, and they are moving the ball down the road. So the most recent update is that uh, the bargaining unit number has been agreed to, um, and the bargaining unit is uh, uh, more than 5,000 workers at this point. Yeah. That's Which really is insanity. Insane. The facility. I'm still having trouble understanding 
how they've got that many full-time workers well because they're, the they're faci- including that and in, they're including the temp workers in there they're including the drivers well i thought it was there. just full-time workers nope, that okay, was part they, of the that was part of the negotiations okay. originally the thought was we're only going to have the full-time workers right. we're only going to have the people that are dedicated to the distrib- distribution center the the drivers weren't included maintenance as far mm-hmm. as the maintenance mm-hmm. group in there wasn't included so uh, the got- robotics technicians weren't included. There was a they, right. They had basically cut out a, mm-hmm. just down to the product, the fulfillment right. center production workers. So so and and then they turned around and said, "Yeah, we'll take them all." Yeah, we'll take them all. And so, what's really fascinating about that to me is that. To be able to have, for the NLRB to schedule a union election, you have to have at least 30% of the proposed bargaining unit sign authorization cards, which are just saying, like, I want a union election. That's just you signing your name as a member of that workplace saying, I want a union election. To get a union election with a bargaining unit of 5,000 employees, they had to have had about 2000 cards signed. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 2000 workers signed well, I mean, their that's name. not amazing. What's amazing is they played Jeff Bezos and right, his corporate right, right. lawyers. That to me, yeah. that was the that when I when I read that, that was <laughs> it was like you got played yeah. all, all the money in the world flying mm-hmm. these lawyers in from los angeles county california right, right. the greatest labor lawyers in the nation and probably in the world got played by mm-hmm. by the by the uh, workers at amazon because they said they they originally wanted the 1500 and and the only way you can have this election is to have a bare minimum 30%. of 30 percent and when mm-hmm. and and that's that's the first play the first play once you get before the NLRB every time is let's the company says let's figure out how we can increase. A lot mm-hmm. of times they'll they'll include salary personnel like uh, the secretaries in the offices and things mm-hmm. like that that they know are not uh, going to be in the bargaining unit. But they try to exceed this bargaining unit as big as they can so it waters down the vote and they can't get the fifty percent plus one. And the fact that. The, those workers on the floor already had those cards mm-hmm. signed and said, "Yeah, okay, we'll take them." I mean, right. they got it's brilliant. Yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, in the in the time that I've been following uh, these types of votes, it's the first time I've ever seen that happen. So they 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 got their stuff in order. Yeah, and they've um, got the card signed, and we're going to be seeing an election. Hopefully, you know, I'm assuming. The NLRB will come back, uh, I assume, this upcoming Monday to work, and mm-hmm. they'll start uh, putting together a plan for when the, 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 the next biggest thing is going to be, is it going to be an online vote, is it going to be a mm-hmm. mail-in vote, or is it going to be an in-person vote? And the right. company's pushing for an in-person vote, mm-hmm. and, uh, and of course of course they are, because that makes right. it difficult for more people to get out and vote, right. as opposed to, you know, the same thing that we've been, typical Republican Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to suppress the will of the people, same right. way with the same thing that we've been dealing with for years. So, David, here's a question that I'm I'm not actually sure on. When we talk about a union election, you've got to get fifty percent plus one. Is it a to win? Do you have to get fifty percent plus one of the bargaining unit, or fifty percent plus one of the voting population? 
of the, of the, bar, of the proposed bargaining unit. Really? So whatever they agree on, and, the, and it's apparently mm-hmm. we've agreed, I say we, right. because we are part of the labor right, movement. Right. Uh, 5,000, we got to give 2,500. You got to get 2,500. And yes one votes. vote. And one vote. Okay. You got to have 50% plus one Interesting. vote. Okay. So that's the other. Yeah. I mean, it would be wonderful if, uh, if, if, all you needed was the voting majority, but right. you know, you and, and many, yeah. And that's why they try to extend the, the numbers as far as they can, because they know some people will not come out and vote. The, mm-hmm. Some people will just say, I right. will, I will go with whatever way y'all decide, right. you know, I'll abstain because my, I don't really, it don't really bother me one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately those are the ones that will kill you. Because right. we, you need either yes vote. Uh, in, in other words, not going to vote is it's a, no, as a vote. no vote. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, and you know, and I, I think, I think most people understand why uh, workers at Amazon facilities are not satisfied. I mean, you know, they work in incredibly long hours. We've heard reports of uh, really, really crazy injuries happening Tinnitus, in these a- yep. Amazon facilities, uh, um, like. Injuries happening, serious injuries happening at way higher rates than like the national average for similarly situated facilities. Uh, we we know that they're they say that their minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour, but their minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour for full time employees. For uh, part time employees, their wages can be as low as eleven dollars an hour, and they have so many part time employees. In fact, that their average wage at this Bessemer facility, I looked this up this uh, uh, this morning, their average Average wage at the Bessemer facility is fifteen dollars an hour look. and thirty cents. And 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 look, you know, fifteen dollars an hour as a minimum wage is fine, whatever. But that's not no, that's not, not a lot. Here's the thing. Here's the game that the companies play with the hourly rate. Mm-hmm. And it's ninety nine percent of the people out there that's never negotiated a contract don't understand this because the company is very good at propaganda. They'll put out. Oh, our average wage for our employees is $23 an hour, and that's taken into consideration all of the salary people in the uh, in the facility as well. The, the folks that's making $100,000, 150000 that's the managers. But here's the game. They'll say, okay, we'll, we, you're making $10 an hour. We'll give you $15 an hour. What they won't say is, your health insurance costs that you currently mm-hmm. pay a thousand dollars a month for, we're going to increase it to fifteen hundred. They'll effectively right. cancel out any raise that you get, and then nobody ever says that in the media. What is the overall compensation package? Mm-hmm. That's what has to be considered. Your right. your health insurance costs, your, if you got short term disability costs, things like that, right. because and they'll raise everything else and then say, "Look, we gave these guys a five dollar an hour pay raise." That, yeah, you gave them a five dollar <laughs> an hour pay raise, and then you increase their health insurance to to, to offset the cost. Right. So it's the same. That's exactly right, and you'll notice. In none of Amazon's manufactured press releases, there um, in in none of these things do they ever mention the price of the health insurance. They say they say things like, "Oh, our uh, starting minimum wage for full time employees." They don't mention their part time employee minimum wage. Uh, our starting uh, minimum wage for full time employees is fifteen dollars an hour, and we have uh, health insurance, and they we have dental and vision. Insurance. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, why don't you tell me how much that health insurance? 
compensation package. Tell us what the compensation package is, and maybe I'll care a little bit more that their minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour. But still, fifteen dollars an hour is like that's like thirty thousand dollars a year. It's not. That's not a lot of money. Those are like I, I and look, folks. I've seen the demographics for this radio station. I know y'all have got a lot of money. That's you know, that's like not a lot of money. Fifteen dollars an hour should be like that. They should be making twice that. The work that they're doing, the necessary work that they are doing for Amazon, and let's talk about the necessary work that they're doing for Amazon. People have said against this union drive. Oh, if you if you uh, um. If they vote yes for this union, then Amazon is going to up and leave. They're going to they're going to take it. They're going to close the facility. And it's like you don't you like you don't understand what this facility is. This is a distribution facility. This is not they're not building widgets there that can be built in Mexico. Okay? The, this is distribution. This is delivery. They have to have workers at this facility. They have to have workers in that specific location because Birmingham is a very big market. Uh, Alabama is a very big market. And if they want to go forward with their two-day deliveries, they want to go forward with their one-day deliveries, they have to have a delivering facility in Birmingham, Alabama. These workers, the, uh, their whole, the, the whole operation of Amazon with their online delivery and quick turnarounds, it would not be possible without the workers. And it would not be possible without workers at specific locations. They have all the power in this, in, 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 you know, if they would recognize it. If workers at these delivery facilities all across the country would recognize the power that they have, they could get so much, they are worth so much more money to Amazon than Amazon is paying them. And let's talk about the profits that Amazon has made. They have made record profits in 2020. In, in the third quarter alone, they made enough profits that they could cut every single one of their employees a $6,000 check. And that's just profit. That's after all the executives were paid, after everybody's health insurance was paid for, after all the salaries were paid, they made enough money that they could additionally cut everybody a $6,000 check. And you're going to sit there and tell me that these workers don't deserve higher wages? These workers don't deserve more of a say on their job? Yeah. And here's uh, yeah, and you're touching on two important factors, but you're leaving off the third important factor is the the economic policy of amazon and the cost to the taxpayers of the state of alabama Mm. amazon when they uh put that facility in bessemer alabama received 151 million dollars of of the state of alabama's taxpayer money so myself yourself and all of the great listeners out there well, the ones in Alabama, anyways, mm-hmm. paid to have that facility put in there. $151 million. That's not include. That is just to get the facility there. That's not including everything else that's going to come over the years, all the tax mm-hmm. credits they're going to get. $151 million of our taxpayer dollars went to subsidize a private company. Right. If that's not socialism for the corporate, I don't know what is. But at the same time, what they're doing is paying such a low wage with, with okay, they've got health care. Maybe they've got health care. Maybe the full-time employees are able to buy health care. Most of the part-time ones aren't. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If they don't have health care from their parents, then they're without health care. We are subsidizing once again the low-wage employees in the state of Alabama when they go to the hospital because they can't go to the doctor. Otherwise, the doctors are going to make them pay up front. Then those losses we're paying for. Mm-hmm. The the when they can't retire when they don't have like the the caller said earlier in the show when they don't have the 401k like we've got they certainly don't and, have pensions and they don't have pensions <laughs> and they try to retire we are going to be subsidizing their retirement as well mm-hmm. and this is not an attack on those workers no don't but be perfectly clear about this this is not an attack on those workers they're taking the jobs that's available to them what this is an attack on is the corporate government in in conjunction with each other doing everything they can to suppress wages in our state and to make it sound like these companies are doing us a benefit by coming here when we are constantly paying for not only the company to come here but to support the workers that are here Mm -hmm. simple as that right Folks, you're listening to the Valley Labor Report. We're going to talk some more about this on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Valley Labor Report with David Story and Jacob Morrison. Welcome back to the Valley Labor Report. My name is Jacob Morrison here with my co-host, David Story. Playing us in is David's uh, international cousin. international rock star cousin, not his son. I thought he was his son, but it's not. It's his international rock star cousin. I mean, he is an international rock star. Mm-hmm. Man, that guy's, man, he's good. He's yep. real good. Yep, so, yep. Oh, well. So, you know. Must uh, be nice. so you know we were talking we were talking about amazon and you know i just really like especially like the folks and and you know i go back and forth about there there's these there's like this group these this group of like conservative think tank folks that are pro-union ostensibly like they support i think they support the pro act um and i forget is it the american compass i think something 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 like that i've thought about bringing them on to talk to talk about this but but you know i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see what i do but it but it just seems like to me that given the fact that amazon received like david said 151 million dollars in direct subsidies to them not to mention the indirect subsidies of paying for their workers to live when they're not paying their workers to live you know we've got to subsidize amazon via uh food stamps to their workers via uh, um, uh, you know, healthcare for their workers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Section eight housing. It's, it's hard to believe. I mean, yeah. It's really, if you look at it objectively, it is hard for me to believe that the right wing pundits of this state support this. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't understand how you can support given. Uh, and I know this is where we're at in 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 the nation these days we're paying 
corporations to bring crappy jobs mm-hmm. to each state. But it's just hard for me to believe that they'll turn around and support and say, oh, well, we don't want to unionize these workers because this, because right. of that, or because of the other, when they know for a fact that mm-hmm. we're going to subsidize that company, right. not just in tax breaks, but in, in the benefits that the workers are going that we're going to have to provide for them, the SNAP benefits, uh, everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I mean, how do you justify how, it? How do you, ju- uh, I, I, like, I, it's baffling to me that you can justify giving millions of dollars in direct sub- subsidies, giving millions of dollars in indirect subsidies, lobbying, lobbying almost no tax. Um, almost no taxes on this company at all. Look what Remington um, done here. Yeah, in the, in, and, the ci- in the city, and and then go on and say, oh, oh, and not to mention the fact that, like I like I said before, you know what they're doing is not manufacturing widgets. This is not something that can be done elsewhere. This has to be done here. You know, you know what? even if they even if they are, who cares? Right, right. Who cares? Because if this is the fight we're going to mm-hmm. have, if it, the fight is going to be either y'all take crap wages and 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 beg for crumbs or we're going to ship your jobs overseas then ship the damn jobs overseas and when the rebellion starts in the streets when the revolution starts in the streets and they start chopping off heads like they did in france then we'll see who comes out on the on the on the end if that's the argument we're going to have I'm sick and tired of these yeah. freaking right wing reactionaries. Yeah, I mean it just doesn't make sense. You know they 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 go uh, they 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 hate legislating better pay and working conditions, which I'm ambivalent towards. It's whatever. I'll I'll take it or I'll leave it. But then they will come against workers self organizing in the private in the private sector in the free market for better wages and working conditions. And it's like, how else are you supposed to get it? It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Like you don't just automatically get better wages and working conditions out of the kindness uh you know of oh, your boss's if you, if you heart. Work, if you work Hard. If you work hard, if you yeah, work right. harder, you'll get those things. If you mm-hmm. if you just work harder, if you just pull yourself up by right. the bootstraps, you'll make more than everybody else. Because of course, that's how it works. And you know, I mean, just seriously, like think for a second about what Bezos is making. He's he's made two thousand eight hundred dollars every second of twenty twenty. How can you say? that he deserves that what did he do to earn billions of dollars like you would have to work for thousands of years to make as much money as he does there is no way that he's doing thousands of years of work by himself the labor he is scraping money off of the labor of others i mean he's doing exactly what uh, uh, uh you know uh, conservative free market types claim to hate he is taking from those who work and giving it to himself giving for not for, for just sitting on money for just sitting on money he's taking money from work that he did not toil to earn and and he's just keeping it i mean you know 
It's it's really really it's just it's just sickening thinking about Amazon making record profits in 2020. Sickening thinking about him making $2,800 every second of 2020 and not paying his workers enough and fighting his workers tooth and nail as they fight for better pay uh, for better wages and working conditions. Uh, uh, you know, uh, taking away the hazard pay program. They gave everybody a $2 an hour raise for like a month and and they got and they got waves of press releases about it and people covering them and saying oh how gracious how amazing amazon is they look they gave they gave their you know minimum wage workers two dollars an hour more wow what a what a king i stand a king and now they've taken that away they're making record profits and uh uh i mean democracy in the workplace brother we need democracy in the workplace it's really you know you know i here's the thing i watched a video earlier in the week and we don't have but just a couple of minutes so i'll be brief but it it, it, to the point all these libertarians all these right wings we uh, the founding fathers the love the founding fathers we worked under a feudal system for years for years the king took everything and 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 dredged out what little morsels to his subjects that that he wanted and we fought against that we fought against that for democracy for for us to have a right to fight for our liberty and there's no difference than what we should be doing today in the workplace we should not allow the lords the kings the ceos it was no bigger of a, a revolutionary thought at the time to have democracy in our country than it is a revolutionary thought now to have democracy in the workplace. And the people that actually labor for mm-hmm. those goods to reap the benefits of what they labor for. It's, right. it, it, it's theft. There is no other description that you can use other than theft. They are stealing your wages. Simple as that. And and it's and and they put in a few middle level managers and uh, that, that are hired off of the floor to make you think, man, if we just do this, mm-hmm. if we just do that, maybe they'll throw us a few more dollars. Maybe they'll do this for us. Maybe they'll do that for us. It's a it's a scam. Right. And we're paying for all of them to basically tell us what to do. Right. When we know what to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if, if you fancy yourself like pro-freedom, pro, uh, anti-authority, things like that, you need to get involved in the labor movement, man. You know, you need to get involved in uh, creating more freedom, not only from the government, uh, uh, attacking authority, not only from the government, but from the boss. I mean, because there is no place in the average working American's life that they are less free than when they clock in. There's no place. I mean, uh, other than like jail, of course, right? <laughs> but, uh, but 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 for for the average working American, there's no place that you are less free than when you clock in. If you want more freedom, the way to do that is to fight for it. You can fight for it through organizing on the job with your brothers and sisters in the labor movement for better wages, working conditions, and a voice on the job. Democratic control of your workplace. Folks, this has been the Valley Labor Report. We will see you next week.